The Chicago White Sox split a doubleheader with the Kansas City Royals yesterday uh, in two games. The Sox scored a total of four runs. Their offensive woes continue to be absolutely confusing. Uh, the Sox got solid performance from Dylan Cease and a very promising outing from Davis Martin, his first outing for the White Sox. Lucas Giolito goes for the Sox on Wednesday, and hopefully uh, some bats will show up. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Socks. Uh, hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Uh, I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Uh, Davis Martin looked very good in his first outing for the White Sox. Dylan Cease went more than four innings and got a win. Uh, but when will some consistent offense show up? Uh, the state of the Sox, they are 18 and 18, uh, still chasing the Twins in the AL Central. Uh, after 36 games last season, the White Sox were 22 and 14 and had a one and a half lead in the Central. Uh, so that is essentially where we're at right now. That's the reality. Not trying to be negative, just making some comparisons. Uh, here we are in 2022 in a championship window, uh, sitting here uh, May. 18th at 18 and 18. Uh, let's uh, go over some of these uh, games here, shall we? We'll go with uh, game one. That had a little bit more excitement to it. Sox beat the Royals three to nothing in game one. Um, Cease coming into the game, Dylan Cease had a three and two record with an ERA of 2.96 and 61 strikeouts in 10 appearances against the Royals in his career. Uh, again, he pitched against the Royals back in April. He went six innings, gave up three hits, two earned runs, three walks, and nine strikeouts. Uh, Dylan Cease was pretty good on Tuesday in game one. He got into some jams uh, early, uh, but he had some of his wipeout stuff working. So, you know, when he, when he has that happening, whether it's a tailing fastball uh, or his breaking stuff, uh, he can get into jams, and he can get out of them. Um, McGuire not really helping him out uh, in the third, for example, letting a ball go through the five hole uh, to allow a runner to advance to third and second with uh, only one out. Uh, that's taxing on Cease. That's more pitches. And, you know, uh, with a runner on third, it, it's got to change the approach a little bit, uh, paying attention to the uh, next step back closely. Um, you know, Cease got the strikeout, but he was not throwing anything in the dirt. And I think that was in fear of another pass ball, perhaps something that might have gotten past McGuire. 
but no harm, no foul. Uh, 49 pitches after three innings. Uh, again, solid from Cease. Uh, he went five and two-thirds innings, gave up seven hits, zero earned runs, only two walks, nine strikeouts. Uh, he's got his ERA at 3.09, and he threw 94 pitches uh, and got the win. Uh, so that was nice uh, to see. Uh, Sousa uh, came in in relief and helped out. And then Kelly, boy, Joe Kelly, uh, if you've been watching the White Sox lately, uh, if, I guess if you've been watching since Joe Kelly came up uh, on the team, um, you have been scratching your head. Uh, he has shown some electric stuff, uh, some nasty movement. Um, and then you've seen things where he just kind of implodes within an inning or maybe within an, uh, the batter. Uh, Kelly loads the bases uh, and then got out of it. So he got into his own jam and then got out of the jam. I, I don't know if that's good uh, or bad. I guess it's a little bit of both. Uh, he has been very confusing uh, to watch. And again, you, you see the potential, the things that Tony LaRusa has said about Joe Kelly. And we know what Joe, Joe Kelly's track record is, right? With some previous stints, uh, his time with the Dodgers and I just hope he's right physically. I hope he hasn't been rushed back. Uh, I, maybe it's a mental thing, but how he can all of a sudden be electric for the first few outs and then implode uh, in, in a few outings in the last you know week or so, it, it's mind-boggling. But you know he got out of the jam, Ruiz came in, and then Hendricks uh, locked it down for his 11th uh, save in game one against Kansas City. Uh, offense, uh, it was there. Um, not a ton of it, but uh, again, enough to get the job done. Uh, coming into game one, the White Sox with runners in scoring position ranked 22nd in all of baseball. The slash line 216, 290, 363. It has been a problem. I mean, how many times do you feel like we get a leadoff double and we cannot score that run? Or we've got first and third uh, with one out or no outs, and we just don't get anything uh, or able to have anything to show for it. Um, in game one, Sacks were one for seven with runners in scoring position. Sacks only had uh, five hits, which was less than what the Royals had. Um, we'll take you to the third, for example. Pollock and Robert could not capitalize on a leadoff double by Harrison. That's what I'm talking about. Um, they had several chances throughout the game uh, that will take you to the fifth inning where things got a little bit exciting. Uh, leadoff double from McGuire, which was good to see. Uh, Harrison walked, then a wild pitch to Tim Anderson advances the runners. Uh, Heasley, who was pitching at the time, he started to lose his command uh, because a few pitches later, uh, he hit Anderson in the shoulder. So bases were loaded. And this, folks, uh, is the time to stomp on throats. This is when you need to pile it on, especially against an inferior team. Uh, you know, you know the pitcher now is is a little. He's lost some of the command. It's the fifth inning. You've seen him. Uh, you've been observing. You've probably got a, a couple at bats already. Uh, this is when you just need to go to work. Um, so AJ Pollock was up. He had a sack fly to make it one nothing White Sox. Robert with a ground out. And now you got to bray you up with two outs. And uh, boy, he has been scuffling. You know, he's had a couple hits here and there over the last few games. But in, I feel like in critical situations, it's a ground ball or, or hitting into a double play. 
So Abreu's up with two outs, runners on second and third, and a huge base-clearing double in the left-center gap. Uh, mercy. Uh, you know, Abreu needed that. Uh, the White Sox needed that. Uh, it could have been more. I mean, they could have piled on more runs um, throughout the game, but Sox were up 3 nothing at that point, uh, and that's how it finished. We're going to talk a little bit more about the lack of offense. It was mentioned in the post-game, uh, NBC Sports Chicago after game two. And um, I, I, you just, you're, you're scratching your head. It is so confusing. Um, and maybe it's lineup situations. Maybe it's lack of consistency. But uh, we will get to it a little bit later in this episode. Hey, Davis Martin is the latest Sox arm to raise uh, some eyebrows. Uh, I'm going to tell you why he deserved better, though. Uh, more on that. In a moment, with spring in the air, it's time. It's a time of renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Uh, create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who do you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Uh, for your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. Taking fans through the season like no other network. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so let's talk, folks, game two. Um, it, it had a boring feel. And I'm not just talking because Gordon Beckham was in the booth. Um, you know, it, it was lifeless, uh, not a lot going on. You were really probably, probably paying attention to Davis Martin and we'll talk about him in a moment. Uh, so game two featured, uh, no Tim Anderson, no Abreu, uh, and no real offense. Uh, they lost two to one. Uh, the Sox did have Mancata, Pollock, Robert, Vaughn and Grandal all in that uh, in that lineup, and they weren't able to do much. Uh, White Sox scored two runs on seven hits and had zero walks. Uh, manufacturing zero walks, that is an unfortunate theme, isn't it, uh, with our White Sox? Uh, with runners in scoring position, the Sox were two uh, for five. So uh, the, the real highlight is Davis Martin. He got the call up from AAA. The White Sox are going to need some arms. And uh, instead of going with a bullpen game, uh, they brought Davis Martin up. Uh, always a cool experience to watch uh, a guy get their first start in the bigs. Um, he, he was solid. He really was. I, I was impressed. Um, when he gave up 
some stuff early on. I thought, well, wheels might be coming off or maybe the pitch count's going to get to him. Uh, but he, you know, maintained his composure and uh, it was exciting. You know, I, that's a guy that I hopefully the Sox will give another look to. Again, it was against the Royals, but still a uh, 25 year old guy, I think making his first major league start. It was impressive. His final line, uh, five innings, five hits, one earned run, uh, only one walk and seven strikeouts. A really nice job. He went after Kansas City Royals hitters, uh, kept it in the zone, thus the one walk, which again is is so great to see. Uh, and that one run was given up in the second inning. So he did not let that snowball. Um, it, it happened, which he knew it was going to happen, uh, but he was able to calm himself down. And, uh, you know, great job all around. Uh, getting him prepared for what he needed to do. It's just a real shame. Uh, he deserved so much better from our offense. Uh, after uh, Martin was done, Banks came in, gave up an earned run, and Crick. Uh, again, the Sox lost 2-1. to one. Offense was absolutely lifeless against Brady Singer. Made him look like a Cy Young candidate. I mean, Singer uh, was good. You know, but coming into the game against the Sox, Singer had an ERA of 6.35 and six strikeouts in three appearances uh, this season. Um, So he, you know, really didn't have a lot of experience. Uh, He did not have a lot of baseball uh, here in 2022. And, you know, hey, he had some good stuff. He was he had a, a slider working. Uh, and it just didn't seem like our sax hitters are able to adjust. And I guess adjusting within the game, adjusting within an at-bat is, is maybe one of the things that has got this offense so cold. Um, the, you kind of know what this pitcher is going to do to you, and white sax hitters are not able to make any changes. You know, And you, you know they're going back and, and probably looking at the tablet uh, in the dugout. They're talking to one another. Uh, I'm sure uh, Frank Menachino has got some words for him here and there, um, but you, you just don't see like they're learning from anything within a game. And maybe it's, you know, that's easier said than done, uh, but two runs and seven hits and, and the zero walks that they are generating uh, is just a, you know, it's a real problem. And, you know, Ozzie Guillen was talking about it in the post game and calling people out, uh, which, you know, I loved. And he made some great points. It's like, yeah, Singer was good, but you still had a lot of great hitters in that White Sox lineup. You should have been able to get some offense going. And from what I'm seeing on social media right now, it seems like uh, Tim Anderson, uh, he went to his Twitter account and is not too happy with what Ozzie Guillen was saying on NBC Sports Chicago in the post game, uh, telling Ozzie that he basically needs to shut his mouth. Um, but Ozzy's just speaking the truth. I mean, he is saying, Hey, you've got an inferior team. And he was quoting uh, what Bobby Cox told him. I think when Ozzy was playing for the Braves that look, when you are facing an inferior team, you beat that inferior team down. Okay. You stamp on them. And then when you're playing a tough team, you compete against those tough teams. You grind it out and maybe you win some, you lose some, but those inferior teams you show no mercy to. You beat them. And the Royals are one of those teams, uh, especially here in in our division, that you've got uh, to take advantage of. You've got to beat down. And, hey, you know, we have an opportunity to win four or five. I I think that's very realistic uh, for this White Sox team. Tough to sweep a doubleheader, I I understand. But 
Um, when you get a when you get an outing from Davis Martin, a, a guy that is man, he really pitched with some guts. Uh, his first outing, you, you got to support that guy. You got to somehow give him some offense, and, and it was just a real shame uh, to see. Uh, there was some workload management on Tuesday, which was to be expected because it was a doubleheader. Uh, but I'm going to tell you why calling the season a marathon uh, might not be so accurate. Uh, more on that in a moment. Imagine, folks, dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing uh, that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. Uh, I just received uh, a box of the birthday cake puffs just a few days ago. I've been enjoying those, especially uh, before a, a workout or post-workout, and I have never uh, had anything like it. I'm telling you, they are available right now, uh, but we can't promise that they'll be there tomorrow. So go get them today at built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'm going to let you in on a secret because that's what friends do. It's a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Uh, that is correct. It is a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% a real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. Uh, Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles uh, with 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar. This Limited time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, that means that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we saw some load management um, during the doubleheader on Tuesday, which is not surprising because it's a doubleheader and guys are going to get rested. Um, but, you know, I I'm starting to get into the feeling that we're guys are getting a lot of days off. I don't know if you feel this as Sox fans, that they're just there hasn't been a consistency in the lineup. I'd love to see, you know, four or five games with maybe the same guys rolled out there, and not only at positions, but also maybe in the spots you know, that they, um, you know, that they're going to hit, um, just try, maybe try it. See, we've tried everything else. Just try some consistency. Um, uh, maybe when Jimenez comes back, we can, we can do that. But, you know, a lot of folks will call an, uh, major league baseball season, a marathon. Well, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And, you know, I, I've ran two marathons and one was unsuccessful and one was pretty successful. And I don't think I necessarily agree that a baseball season is a marathon. I mean, when you look at a marathon, you put so much effort and training before you even start the race. I would compare maybe September and maybe October baseball, maybe October playoffs. You know, maybe that's the marathon. The training is, is really your season. You're doing four months of marathon training, much like a regular season. Uh, of baseball. And when you're on a marathon and you're running, you are not trying anything new uh, at mile 20. You're not saying, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm going to try to, you know, breathe differently, or maybe I'm going to switch up my hydration methods or, or what kind of fuel I'm putting into my body. Maybe I'm going to change my style of running. 
uh, that's not the case. And, you know, I just, we saw what happened last year with the 2021 White Sox. I feel like there was a lack of consistency. They couldn't get any momentum. And uh, by the time the end of the season rolled around, um, they had wrapped up the division so early, started to maybe rest a few guys here and there. And, you know, they just were, were flat. They got absolutely beaten, exposed by the Houston Astros. So, you know, I don't know if it's too early to start trying to really get into marathon mode, but, you know, it's you're not doing it in late September, October. I feel like that's too late to start trying to get into consistent lineups, get things uh, into a spot where you kind of know what the outcome is going to be. And that's what that's what you do with a marathon. You put the work in during the season or during your training, you put that work in and you amp things up. Okay. But you usually keep things consistent and then, and then you're prepared for that marathon. No surprises because you put the work in during the regular season. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, you, you wouldn't do this during a marathon. A, a season is not a marathon. Maybe the playoffs are a marathon. It's all the prep work you put in to lead up to when it really mattered. And I'm looking for some Sox lineups that are consistent. It looks like they're they're trying to, to get some sort of mirror what it could look like down the road, okay? If they strung together four or five games of the same lineups with guys in the same position, would that make a difference? You know, I, I really don't know. Uh, but, hey, the Sox have tried just about everything shuffling lineups left and right, you know, giving guys days off, scheduled or not scheduled, but try some consistency, you know, and, and see what happens. And again, hopefully when Jimenez comes back, we can see a pattern there. Uh, Wednesday's game, you've got Lucas Giolito uh, against Zach Greinke. Uh, this will be uh, Gio's sixth start of the season. Uh, he has not faced the Royals yet this year. Uh, last game, uh, Giolito pitched was on May 10th against Cleveland. He went seven innings, six hits, one earned run, one walk, five strikeouts. Uh, Giolito's got his ERA at 2.70. The White Sox saw Zach Ranke back on April 27th. He went six innings, gave up five hits and three earned runs. Uh, Sox have seen Granke quite a bit over his career. Uh, but will that result in hits and runs? Uh, we will have to see. Um, folks, really appreciate you making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere you find podcasts. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GG TV. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully. Uh, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, past and present. It's free and available wherever you find your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'm going to recap Gilito's outing uh, and preview the Thursday finale with the Kansas City Royals. Uh, thank you, thank you so much for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.